0: story that must be told <laughs> from beginning to end now here's a little story i got to, got to tell,
1: tell here is a story about music <laughs> the new music seminar 1994 part two stories about songs, songs, songs songs seminar number eight mc and dj battle for world supremacy Welcome back for part two, Stories About Songs, new music seminar, the MC Battle for World Supremacy, where we'll focus on 1993 and 1994, the final years of the new music seminar. Come on, you could give a better response than that. Come on. All right, we are going to uh, move on to some rapping. Gentlemen, uh, photographers, shake hands and come out rapid. In 93, that was when we started seeing more information, and that's the one in the semifinals you had MF Grimm, who I believe was just going by Grim Reaper at the time, Mad Skills, and Supernatural, where Supernatural eventually wins. All right.
0: the winner is Supernatural. You get the ring, you get the jacket,
1: And reading about that one got me really hyped. For a hot second, I I regained that interest. Like, maybe I could still do this. Because at that time, even though I wasn't battling, I was doing a lot of improvisation. I was recording myself. I have, like, I don't know how many hours of cassettes of me just th- throwing on beats and, like, improvising for, like, a side of a tape or for, like, whoever knows how long. I have, like, whole tapes of me just improvising lyrics nothing written in this time frame so i was just doing that a lot and so i was like man maybe i could still do this thing after like reading about them just describing grim reaper in that battle just the description of what he was doing and then i'm like that sounds amazing i want to see that and i want to compete at that level um but again i didn't do it i kind of because by then I was getting into more stuff, you know, um, You know, writing. I was writing for The Fly Paper, which was a local um, print magazine slash newspaper in Chicago. And so I was doing reviews, you know, I did my first ever interviews I ever did with anything anyone was through The Fly Paper. Right? I interviewed um, Curious was my first ever interview uh, for his debut album. I interviewed him before it came out. And then I interviewed Coolio, two great interviews. And um, so that was just like, I was getting involved in that. But because of that, ended up pitching this idea to the Flypaper that I really love. I was really a big fan of what Bob Beato was doing on the Stretch Armstrong show. He would always play demos and talk about things that was the kind of hip hop that really I was interested in. So I wanted to do a whole special on they had Hoppo. Him and Pete Nice had Hoppo, this label. It was Hoppo Records and Hit You Off Management. And they had this great roster of artists. And I wanted to do a whole special on this whole thing, interview everyone. And it was going to take up a pretty big portion of the flypaper. And I got it all signed off. I actually went to New York to do these interviews in 93. And I interviewed Bobito uh, Elder Sensei from Artifacts, Uh Zev, I'm, Zev Love X. It, it was right at the transition of like, because it's, uh, yeah, I think was, he was still Zev Love X because it was still like in the Black Bester's thing, but he was doing some solo stuff, I think, when I finally interviewed him a little later.
0: Zev Love X. A gas face can either be a smile or a smirk when a pair a monkey race to work, what's
1: clockwork? Perking is grip to the rim of my cup. Don't tempt me, you're empty. So for- it was the second trip I interviewed him. Uh, the Mud Bones, that was Cage in Masai Bay. So I was like interviewing all of them for this giant spread in the flypaper. And the whole plan was they were going to debut this issue at the New Music Seminar 1994. And so I was going to go to New York to the seminar for the first time with m- my work coming out in this magazine. So I wasn't able, I was going to be in the battle and involved that way but I still was going to be involved in this showcase at the seminar where we did a release party for the magazine that I wrote this article on some like key upcoming groups in New York. And that was exciting and beyond of uh, Account Based D being from down south and all that. But like, it was like an exciting thing for me to like be a part in some small way of the seminar. So I, I did this whole thing, wrote it, submitted it, went to New York. And the people who owned flypaper Raymond O'Neill and Mike Shane Mike Shane who recently uh, passed away rest in peace to the the great Mike Shane important person in Chicago hip-hop history and in general and also um, for like giving me my first writing opportunity and inspiring me to push that further I never even thought about writing for hip-hop until uh, Mike Shane and Raymond asked me to write for them so that was like kind of how that sparked that so they had this showcase. Um, at the seminar, you, you know, as a part of the seminar, it was crazy because they had Craig Mack, Notorious B.I.G., Rampage the Last Boy Scout with Buster Rhymes there with him, uh, Keith Murray, and they had Original Flavor. Yo, what's your
0: know? Yo, what about Jay-Z, he got his new single coming out. And I want my man to do one verse to that shit. One verse.
1: You know, I, I mentioned the original flavor thing in the in the Jay-Z episode, and they had Jay-Z. I talked about that in that episode, and this is that show. And so this was like, you know, um, I'm at this showcase, and it's supposed to release the magazine. I got like, like people were there. Like, oh, i got to mention, Heart to Tang was part of the people I interviewed. So like, artifacts are there. At least Elle's there, hanging out with them. Like, yeah, the magazine will be here any minute. It should be down here. And it ended up never coming out because something happened with the funding. They couldn't pay the printer, and they never, the magazine never came out. Um also in that showcase was Indigenous Theory who was managed by uh Raymond and Mike of um uh flypaper and that was Grav who went on to do a record which had the first Kanye production when he was on Correct Records a few years later.
0: Yo, check my lip roll my codes, just like basics, does speak the codes. See when a nigga spends time in the lab, it works fast, so we giving up a check lab. That's how many of my team
1: And also uh, my old roommate and someone I worked with, Black Man Zeke, was part of indigenous theory. So all these connections were happening and we were just kind of like the seminar. They also managed a group called Kinetic Order, who was um, rob-free and judgmental.
0: I take a scalpel and I make the incision. As I grab the apparatus like I grab religion. It gave my brain an abortion. The contortion and extraction of my mind caused mental distortion. It gave me tape worms and germs.
1: And Rob Free, Grab, and Judgmental all entered the MC battle at the seminar. And so I got to actually go to the MC battle and get a pretty like, I was like in the second row. um See, I had like a mini cassette recorder. I had this battle on mini cassette recorder, but it's really hard to hear anything because, like, many said it weren't great anyway, and then the crowd's loud cheering, as you would expect. So you, it's unusable. At one point, I'll go through and listen to it. I probably can find a couple of lines and punch lines and figure things out, but it's not very usable um, audio-wise, but I have it regardless. But one thing that was cool about it, I never got to compete in the battle, but on the ride there, I was in the back seat with Judge Mental, and we were talking about like, do you, I asked him, "Do you know who's in the battle?" He was like, "Here's some names that, uh, you know, that was told was supposed to be in the battle." And he mentioned like King's Son, and of course, the previous year winner was Supernatural. And the super, and what the deal was, the the previous winner usually wasn't in the full battle, but at the end, whoever won that, whoever won the current year would battle the previous year winner as an exhibition battle at the end. So he, he, the winner knew that we're going to have to battle Supernatural at the end, whoever won. And so we were just talking and just like, you know, in those talking, in that, in that conversation, I was just, oh yeah, King's son has been somewhere before. I remember he had beef with like, you know, uh, Ice Cube here. And then like, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about so-and-so Supernatural. He's got this beef right now with Craig G. Craig G's supposed to battle, um, Superna- you know, battle Supernatural. And so I was just talking about what I knew about every MC that he mentioned. And just to tell you the kind of mind that Judgmental has, he was just like talking and we didn't, didn't say anything beyond that, just in that conversation. But in the battle, he happened to battle King Sun and win. And he happened to battle Supernatural in the exhibition where there is no winner. But he actually used a couple of those things from our conversation in the battle. I remember him saying something to King's Son about the Ice Cube thing. He actually said to... And it, it was dope because Craig G was also at the battle. Kind of, He might've been in the, in the role right. I think Craig was in the role right in front of me, um, like off to the left. And it was one point when he's battling Supernatural with Judge Vidal said something like, why are you trying to battle me, handle your business with Supernatural? Or something like, why are you trying to battle me, handle your business with Craig G? Or something like that. And he like, like and, and I remember the crowd went wild over that line. That was like the line where the people went wild. So it was like kind of cool that even though I was never in the battle, and Judgmental did not need my help in any way. I'm not saying that. It's just that from a conversation, I got to see some of those things that we talked about take place in the battle, and Judgmental won that battle. And what's special about the Judgmental win, usually people say the thing that's special is that he was from Chicago in the Midwest, and that is um, significant. But to me, there's one other thing that really stands out about his win. If you look at all the previous winners, Busy B, Grandmaster Cass, Melly Mel, Mikey D, Freshko, Kid Jazz, Supernatural. Not all of them I would consider great writers. A lot of them are great writers, but they have an- personalities like animated personalities. And that's really what is one key factor or what makes them stand out. They can dismantle people who are maybe better writers because they just have this edge in this, the way they convey things. Judgmental is just like, I just rap. He's not animated. He's not no special f- flair or nothing fancy. He's just like I just have these lyrics. I'm going to nonchalantly give you these lyrics in a skillful way. Heard it all before.
0: It's a war to get more. I do work and leave mic hurt before a skirt. The fall like rain Across the plane where I gain. I take aim if you clever like I never complained. Heard it all before judgmental is more, I get the microphone, and then I crack the dome, it's on and on till I'm gone and it just don't quit. off the top of the dome, with that old shit, but then I bring it right back. Yeah, they know the facts back in the day When we really didn't play at the lower links You had to come off the top of the dome with what you think or what you thought And if you got caught slipping Well, if you wasn't holding she you wasn't gripping And since I'm ripping and rhyming And right on time when I grab the microphone and let you know It's on and on and don't stop and it will never quit Judgmental on the mic and about to have a fit Check it, bring it back, bring it back one time Check it out, check it out once upon a time in this hip-hop community All around the compound You could see the unity of here
1: to be And no one ever won the battle doing that. That The only possibility is, I think, in 1991, MC Surge won from um, Cleveland. If that is accurate, he would be the only other one because Surge was a master of improvisation, freestyle, and just being nonchalant-like. He he was just like he didn't even care to be there but he's there so while I'm here let me serve you he was just so and and that was kind of similar to the style of judgmental I would love to see like surge versus judgmental that would have been an ill battle but it was just a rare for that kind of MC to win on and, and not just at the seminar in general usually the people who win have some level of like entertainment value beyond the lyrics that are just like their personality, delivery, animated, whatever. And so I give props to Judgmental for that. And that whole experience was just dope because beyond the battle and the showcase, and even though the um, magazine never came out, I saw a lot of great stuff, met a lot of cool. I remember I got to meet Matt Skills who was there that year hanging out. And we would so we were just talking. I got to like, you know, I had my walk and everywhere I went, I got to play him like Chicago demos. He was like, I gave him the headphones, he listened. I remember I played in rubber room beneath the surface. He was like, yo, this is raw. Mics like Adam, on the turf
0: my nemesis. Close, reach, diverse, smoke, take three
1: And so I remember like like, just kicking it with mad skills out there and, and and just meeting people, like, seeing, like, ciphers with, like, you know, tragedy and cool Kim and uh, meeting, like, walking by, like, after Islam and, like, you know, I didn't go to the lyricist because that, that same weekend is when the actual Craig G supernatural battle happened after that. And I know it was bound to happen anyway, but I kind of feel like one of the reasons why it happened that, it, it was supposed to happen on... The Stretch Armstrong show live But it wound up happening At the Lyricist Lounge I actually Traveled to New York With the With the like My boombox And blank tapes Because I wanted to record I like to record New York radio When I was out there So I always would travel With tapes And a boombox And so I stayed I didn't go to the Lyricist Lounge I stayed in a hotel So I could record The battle Because I heard It was going to happen So that's why I didn't go to the Lyricist Lounge That night I was there recording So I have that show on tape, <laughs> which later on after the battle Craig G came by and kick you know kick rhymes and talked about it. So I have that on tape, but I missed the actual battle.
0: Uh, Craig, uh, you said. Said. Yeah.
1: We got my uh-huh. man Craig G. Yeah, who no, I, I love
0: to speak.
1: And I have a theory that, and it's probably not completely true, but I have this theory that the reason why it might have happened at Lyricist Lounge. Is because there was this growing pressure on Supernatural and just the battle, understood that battle to happen. And I think someone there at the lounge made a comment about what's up with the battle. And so Supernatural called out Craig G, asked if you was in the house, if he was in the house. And I was just like, I wonder if part of it was because of Judgmental saying that line that day and how that response got from the crowd. And just like probably natural seeing Craig G there in the front row, you probably saw him, like, they were probably like, Three feet apart, <laughs> uh, you know, because I think they battled in front of the stage for some reason. They didn't even battle on the stage. I remember. I feel like it was like on the floor, right in front of us. Like they were only a few feet away, and I feel like like probably that reaction of Craig, like laughing at that line. I remember like Craig laughing at that line, <laughs> you know. And, and I wonder if that was like, okay, I gotta settle this thing. You know, I can't be here in a situation someone asking about it and me not at least address it. And so he called Craig out. In that battle, so there was just all these things that were happening that tied to my experience. Where I never got to actually compete in the battle, but I got to have an experience where I feel like I was immersed in it in some way and made some connections that um, uh, lasted to this day. And so that was really uh, the importance of like the the new music seminar to me and to so many others. And I hope one day. We, we get like a documentary about that or a book, and I hope more of the footage comes out. And this is like my, I'm not a, I don't have many things where I feel like there is a conspiracy theory, but I have one possibly about the seminar. There is this thing where a lot of these MCs were signed MCs, and a lot of times these like more popular MCs lost to unknown rappers. Rappers who didn't have deals, who never got deals, maybe never made records sometimes. I have this theory that I wonder if there was some label or labels that just bought those that footage or just paid like for it not to come out. And one reason why I say that and how I formed that is actually later. When YouTube came out, one of the things I always looked for was look, that was like one of my primary things, look for those, to this day, That is one of the things I always check YouTube for. You can find almost every year DJ battle on YouTube the video. Every year, pretty much, if not every year, for that. You can hardly find any other MC battles. You can find some MC battle audio that has come out. I have a decent amount of years audio, bits and pieces at least, but I, it's amazing that that footage has not come out. The, only, the most footage I've ever seen is in the Fresh Go and Miz documentary. If you haven't seen that, the Fresh Go and Miz documentary you should definitely check that out. It's a great documentary, and you can see some rare footage, like including like Tretch battling at the seminar, uh, battling L.A. Star. Once you win the seminar, it's pretty much known in the hip-hop world. And that means the world, because the of the Seminar went
0: to... U.S., Japan, Germany, all these places. So once people heard your name and that you won that battle, you were pretty much the man. What the audience would witness on that day would be nothing less than historic.
1: There was stuff like that that, like, I wonder, yeah, I just wonder, it's got to be a reason why that footage has not come out ever. So hopefully one day we can figure that out and see that footage and it just so happens, cause my homeboys from CMB, the Cash Money Brothers, who um legendary mixtapes, uh bomb records, legendary record store out there, uh, you know, in uh the Chicago area. And they were out there with videotape and they recorded this stuff. And he ended up giving me a copy of that. So I still so free so right after this, I had a copy, like I have a copy of the correct G supernatural battle because it's I got it from CMB from Ruben from CMB uh, Chaos One uh, from CMB like in the movie the documentary Freestyle one of the angles I'm I'm pretty sure I, yeah one of the angles in there that battle is from that tape because I because I remember the guys reached out to me about it from Freestyle and I'm, I'm I can't remember if they actually used it but I sent them the footage and I think there's if you see two different angles in that because they had an angle one angle and they were looking for other angles if there's more than one angle it's possibly that came directly from that tape that i got from uh rubens uh ruben uh, chaos one from cmb so it's just like the story kind of kept going on and how i had loose involvement and that whole experience from the seminar to the crazy supernatural battle to all these things. And, and, and so I got to kind of like uh, uh, experience my dream in a completely uh, different way. And this all leads to um, actually uh, how my uh, connection with uh, Zevloff X and MF Doom kind of started, but that's a story for another time. But before I get out of here, as I mentioned earlier, Kinetic Order, that's Rob Free and Judgmental. They are one of my favorite early 90s rap groups, period. You know, I, I know them from the, you know connecting in Chicago, but just in general, they just made great music. They had a great live show. Just dope beats, dope rhymes, dope concepts. And uh, the first demo I got from them, like circa 92, is one of the, my favorite demos i've ever heard and, and something i still listen to regularly uh songs swing the circus which the beat is in the background right now the circus uh deconstruct three dollar hip-hop show and the third rail and those were like the first five songs i got on demo tape from them and i i got a couple other songs they did for the album that never released um bug juice and it's, uh, I'm not sure what it's called, but the hook is, uh, we turned it out. So I'm not sure if maybe it's called turn it out, something like that, but every song they ever made that I ever heard was dope. So I'm a big fan of kinetic order. And I know that these songs exist in quality form. I just confirmed this within a, a year or so ago that they exist on, on DAT tapes and what have you. So I'm hoping that we'll, we'll still eventually see this great music released and I'm trying to will it into existence. Uh, Judge Middle did some solo stuff after the Kinetic Order, and he has some solo music as well. Rob Free wound up moving back to Dallas, and he still makes music to this day. And all that time from Kinetic Order to now, he's been working with his cousin, who just so happens to be Erica Badu. So he's a guy with a lot of history beyond the kinetic order uh, all the way up to now. So a little background, here's a kinetic order. I'm gonna let you hear this full demo of one of those tracks, uh Swing, stories about songs, stories about songs, stories
0: about songs. a kind of man, decided trying to front like he's grand. I'm getting on your nerve and a white, I'm kinda hype, but not fool enough to fly a kite when it's thundering. But like Ben, I'm in, back in the day Mike made him a friend, but a rat is a rat and you can't trust that. And never ever turn your back on a black savage, cause I just might stab it in the grit and talk pits out and pillage. I'm coming to your village the picket fence, busting much grillage, dude, I'm gnarly, kicking over Harley, stomping with my troops and boots apart. Swing high, swing low, swing high, swing low, swing high, swing low, swing high, swing low, swing. Dingle, 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 this is not a jingle, it's a jam, watch it man, I'll take your girl and leave you single me as I'm swinging, kinetic orders bringing, the style that has you stuck like static, I got you clinging, cause I'm sticky like jelly, the jam will get you hotter than a girl named Shelly, sharp as a razor, I'll trim the fat off your belly, Shake your head like telly, who loves your baby, but I'll stay cool like Arthur Fonzarelli, coming across like the man, I'm grand when I'm slamming, and just like a midterm exam, I'm cramming, it's crunch time, um baby can we do lunch sometime, eating up suckers because it's lunch time. Jamming like Jordan Check this out, I'm sporting Looky, looky, looky One's tall, one's short Swinging on them Driving them crazy like they meet The color purple like Hendrix I got you hazy, now you're dizzy Slaving to the rhythm like, like hazy. I like to break them up They get broke when I get busy I got a feeling that I'm gonna let my pro go So take it to the top and swing low Swing high, swing low Swing high, swing low On a comic page as I advance in a trance to the next stage Of the matter on the field I hear a lot of chatter You better duck when they yell Cause the bigger the stick the harder the hit and when shit gets thick you get lit with a lyrical brick it's getting bleak like Gilliam. but still i'm grilling them and killing them with skill i'm drilling them so that they understand when i grandstand that it's all really part of my game plan to be the man when the staff is in the hand drop science and math on the clan logarithms race divisions and square roots plus asphalt agriculture and black boots equal bullet Zoot suits, all the glitter and gold is getting old Making a meal looking doo-doo meal do mole. Crusty, rusty pucks that can't blow Catch a jigging chump by his toe, then you know you swing high, swing low i'll set you free like open cages grabbing a hold of the mic to flip scripts and rip stages apart from end to end i'm shredding heads to bits and pieces i fold your mind like jeans with creases from the pressure that i gave your head will cave in what you want's what you got that's what you get for misbehaving so sound off one two sound off, one two. and i won't stop a drop off while i'm pursuing greatness it takes a lot of weight to break this structure you couldn't even try all your weightless. Try not to dip, don't drip, don't trip or even wonder I just work out and get busy like James Fonda I roar like thunder, it seems quite frightening You make a move, I strike you down like lightning So turn out the light when the party's over, pull the string I do my thing with swing and bouncing over And even if I want the beat, you can't catch it So play like Rover and go fetch it Swinging like George on the vine when I flow Over and I'm out, so swing high, swing low Swing high, swing low